0: Hey, I'm Kat Chaos, and I'm Liz Gomez, also known as Hazy,
1: and you're listening to Scary
0: Scary Encounters Encounters with Hazy Chaos,
1: a podcast where we talk to some of our favorite bands and artists as they
0: share scary encounters they've experienced and live to tell.
2: This This episode of Scary Encounters is
0: brought to you by Art Sideshow, the horror museum and gallery where Halloween is all year round. If you want to get scared, be sure to
1: check it out. Located in Montclair, California. Bronson's Shop of Horror, one-of-a-kind 3D blacklight reflective shadow boxes and more. Shop at BronsonsShopOfHorror.com.
0: Little Hellcat, the mixed-media artist from California, specializing
1: in pop art culture. Vicious, handmade jewelry for weirdos, loners, rebels, and freaks.
0: All shop links are located in the bio of every episode.
3: Hello, this is Sayasha, and you're listening to the Close to Home season finale of Scary Encounters with Hazy Chaos.
0: Hello, I'm Cat Chaos. And I'm Hazy. And this is season five, episode 50 of Scary Encounters. With, with hazy, hazy chaos. chaos this is the season finale you guys and we're so fucking excited so excited <laughs> <laughs> and we are here with our lovely sayasha
1: Gianna. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hello, hello. those are all the ghosts in the room right now <laughs> literally
0: you may recognize her because we talk about her in every fucking episode
1: but she's been on the
0: podcast um season two episode 16 that was her first time and then season four episode 33 where we went to the Biltmore Hotel that was crazy that was nuts
1: that was a fun one yes that was fun so thank you
0: for being here for our very special close to home episode season finale
3: well thank you so much for having me I'm excited to be here
0: always a pleasure to have you We're
1: excited. Pooper's excited. Pooper's (laughs)
0: right next to her, you guys. She's ready. She's ready to go. I love it. For the people listening, maybe they are new listeners and they start backwards, Mm -hmm. you know, with newest episodes first. Please tell them who you are, what you do.
3: All right. Well, my name is Sayasha. I am a shamanic healer and a teacher. So I do everything from readings to house cleanses. Um, I'm a coach. I teach people how to unlock and activate and strengthen their intuitive abilities um i have a coaching program and a patreon and that's pretty much if it's a woo woo if it involves ghosts or the paranormal or anything energy or spiritual that's what i do
0: she is our go-to for literally every episode when someone has questions or concerns we're like oh gotta ask Sayasha like
1: every single time it's like we have you on speed dial
0: no we really do because <laughs> we be going through some shit
1: siri calls Sayasha <laughs> right now i'm scared siri's like damn bitch
0: leave her alone <laughs> <laughs> let her sleep What shit doing <laughs> 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 no but um we always express our love gratitude and appreciation to you off the air and we'll do it again now because it's just it's um A blessing to have someone like you in our lives as a friend as everything else and and i feel like we're very lucky to even to just know you share space with you
3: i feel the same way about you too we're extremely
0: excited to have her today though because we have a special episode in store we um have our close to home which we always offer for listeners who aren't artists or musicians uh, friends and family just listeners of the podcast
1: join the fun
0: yeah they we want you guys to join in on the fun and get some answers and and sending, we've had a lot
1: of fun hearing your stories
0: yeah people email um dm us what else have they done we've had a couple close to home episodes where people come and we do it in person yeah. in person yeah, yeah. it's just fun it's really cool and today's episode we a couple weeks ago we asked people on social media if anybody wants to be a part of this episode to email um, send in voice recordings you know whatever and we got several and they were really good and we narrowed it down to three and they're pretty fucking crazy yeah yeah (laughs) and it's actually a surprise that that Sayosh is here because we didn't announce that she was going to be on this episode we were just going to say we were going to talk about their encounters on here but we didn't say it was going to be with you and
1: surprise the, bitches surprise <laughs> motherfuckers
0: <laughs> so hopefully they can get some answers by the end of this episode and oh um, i'm sure they will find some comfort in their encounters cuz dude they're fucking they're pretty crazy I listened to them
1: beforehand. Shit, I didn't realize how <laughs> spoiled we are because whenever anything like that happens to us, anything paranormal, we just reach out to Sayasha. She's know. just like, okay, it's this, this, and that. I know. You know, we're like, thank you.
0: <laughs> you know what? You're right. And these mm. poor people who sent in their encounters, they've spent like years, years. and years and years.
1: Not knowing what the fuck yeah. is going on. Oh my yeah. God, we are, we're spoiled. Oh yeah, we're spoiled.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Well, we damn. you. love you. I love you, I love you. <laughs> 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 no. So let's go for let's go to the first encounter. Let's just dive let's, right into let's, it, shall we? I, I let's think do I think this. we should because we have three of them. We're gonna get answers and then we're gonna talk about them after. So this first one is from a dear friend of ours. Her name is Erica, located in West Covina. Wait, we why you. is she calling me?
1: Erica's calling.
0: She's what? best friend.
1: Answer it. What okay. if she's in trouble?
0: One second oh shit she said call me Uh uh-oh do you think i should call really quick
1: i think so if it involves your cousin and it's a fucking emergency then
0: okay sorry guys hello can you hear me yeah are you okay yeah we're going to la oh god I oh can't stand you. Oh my god, bitch. We are literally in the middle of recording a podcast episode. Oh my god. Dude, and I got scared. I thought something happened to my cousin or something. I'm like, hold on, I put everything on pause for this ass. We're
2: just gonna be some drunk in LA. We wanted to hang out with you. Tonight? Yeah, tonight. We're on our way. We're like uh, now. we're
0: like two hours away. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are crazy. All right, let me let me finish this episode real quick and um uh, text me. You have my number now, so text me. Okay, text right now. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Fucking bitch.
1: It's fucking cheekies with her. Yes. I'm
0: so sorry. That's so it's unprofessional.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh my god. We're leaving this in. It's hilarious. Oh
0: my god, it's still recording. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm embarrassed.
1: <laughs> We're leaving that in. Okay. Okay, I'm back okay (laughs) i'm sorry okay i'm back all right my
0: my radio voice
3: and that's just our first scary encounter that's right dude
0: (laughs) all right so this first encounter is from a dear friend of ours erica and she
2: is located in west covina my scary encounter took place at a cancer center where i worked for about 10 years sadly patients came and left Seeing them on the daily really created a bond, and I wasn't surprised that they would come back and visit when they passed. A presence was always there making itself known, whether it was in a freezing room, flickering or switching of lights, a wheelchair that rolled out of a room, a flower pot on a windowsill found broken on the center floor. Sometimes we'd hear creaks as if someone walked by. I have plenty of memories of walking past a treatment room after hours, seeing someone sitting in a treatment chair when the room was vacant, By far the scariest encounter was one early 6am morning in 2016 when my cousin and I arrived to work. We entered through the kitchen, turned right into the hallway, passing the locked pharmacy room on the left, aka the boss's room. We heard music playing. We thought our boss was there early, which was unusual, so we knocked so we could say good morning. No one opened the door. That's odd. But we continued down the hall, made a right, and settled at our desks. We buzzed her via speakerphone. Nothing, just music. We walked over and knocked. The music stopped. Again, weird. We walked back to our desk, confused as fuck. Oh well, she probably doesn't wanna be bothered. On with the day. Moments later, we heard the music again down the hall. We buzzed over and nothing, just the music. We walked back again because this was just getting creepy. Just when we were going to knock, The music stopped. The door had this tiny hole by the handle, so I took a peep through it. There by the desk, I saw a woman sitting on a chair, resting her hand on her face. She didn't look like my boss. I backed up quick and I told my cousin. She then went to look through the hole and jolted back with a scream. She took off running down the hall at light speed, just as Darth Hamid would say. I was scared shitless, so I ran with her. She said that there was a face looking at her on the other side of the hole. Minutes later, our coworker arrived and unlocked the door to the pharmacy. The room was empty, no music, no woman by the desk, nothing. It was just cold and quiet.
0: First of all, I'd like to applaud Erica. Her voice sounds really good. She should start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> um
0: that's creepy
1: definitely that's crazy seeing another face or seeing a face on the other side of the door through yeah. a fucking through the keyhole yeah. yeah
0: that's nuts
3: she was ready <laughs> <laughs> say asha
0: what what's going on here
3: so that was the spirit of someone who used to work there um that used to be her office that's what i got when i checked into the spirit that she saw of the woman and when you work somewhere where a lot of people are transitioning there is a lot more activity there's almost an energetic portal that opens for people to transition easily and it's really important for people who are working in those kind of environments to cleanse their work fields regularly it's very easy for people to pick up you know maybe the despair the fear the sadness of these beings within that transitional space so anyone i know who works as a nurse or a doctor or in a center like this i always encourage them to sage themselves when they get home to take salt baths regularly and to pay attention if all of a sudden they're starting to feel kind of funky or feeling sad for no reason or feeling a little depressed to make sure that they're cleansing their fields because they are interacting with all these spirits and everything she described seeing people in a chair things moving things breaking that's all very normal for that type of environment but the woman that she did see in that room was someone who was connected to the room Oh. wow
0: yeah I love it Erica thank you so much for sending in your encounter we appreciate you And we appreciate your support. Thank you for being a frequent listener of the podcast. Next up we have, she is going by Godzilla Jess. And her encounter goes like this.
4: Hey everyone, I'm Godzilla Jess and I'm here to tell one of my close to home scary stories for the Hazy Chaos Scary Encounters podcast. First, let me start off by saying thank you guys for letting me tell my story. I love this podcast, so it really is an honor. Let's get into it. When I was a little girl, about five or six, for whatever reason, I used to think it was a safer idea to sleep with my bedroom door open rather than closed. I guess it made me feel closer to my parents or whatever. Anyways, one night, I decided to go stay the night at my grandparents' house, and the way their house is set up is kind of strange. So, at the beginning of the house starts this hallway. It's a long hallway that wraps around the entire house to the back. And along this hallway are rooms. That night, I stayed at the room that was at the very front of the house by the kitchen. The bed was parallel to the door, so I had a pretty good view of the kitchen from where I would lay in bed. Later that evening, after a good dinner and some cartoons with my grandparents, I was put to bed in that front room. I always had a hard time falling asleep when I was younger, so I I can't necessarily remember if I was already awake when this happened or if something woke me up in the middle of the night, but it had to be around 3 or 4 in the morning when I finally was coherent. I rolled over from where I was laying in the bed and I looked out the bedroom door into the kitchen. And from the kitchen walkway, all I could see was a hand, slowly waving at me, finger by finger. At first it didn't scare me. I thought it was my grandpa playing jokes on me because he always did stuff like that. It was really, really dark and all I could remember is that the hand looked a lot larger than a normal hand. The fingers were freakishly long. After about 15 seconds of the silent waving, I really started to get scared and I started to say, Grandpa, knock it off. But the hand just kept waving at me. So I started to say, Grandpa, please knock it off. But the hand just kept waving. So eventually I got really freaked out and I started to scream, Grandpa, knock it off. The next thing you know, I heard my grandparents' bedroom door open down the hallway. The lights came down and out came running my grandma and grandpa. Out came running my grandma and grandpa. It took me years to be able to sleep again in the dark. Um, It didn't stop me from becoming a horror fanatic though. I love horror movies. So high school came around and I had at this point almost completely forgotten about the whole thing. Um, And one day I was in school and I heard everyone raving about this new terrifying movie that had just come out. It was called Insidious. I couldn't get anyone to go see it with me. So I remember very vividly going to see it by myself. I was the only person in the theater that day, um, which made it even more scary. So, the movie's basically about this kid that gets stuck in the in between place between being alive and being dead. And his parents find this medium that's able to sort of astro project and, and go to this place. Um, The parents were hoping that they could send the lady to go and get their son back. So, there's this one part of the movie where the medium talks about going to visit their son in his dreams the night prior. And she's talking about how, when she got to the room to check on the sun, she realized that he wasn't alone. And so the movie pans to the corner of the room and all you can see is this long arm with that same hand pointing at the little boy. It might sound weird, but in that moment, I knew in the pit of my soul that that was the same hand that was in that hallway kitchen years ago when I was a little girl. I've seen it a couple times since. Um, I don't think it's malicious necessarily because if it wanted to hurt me, I'm sure, that it, I'm sure that it would have by now. But it doesn't change the fact that it still scared the shit out of me. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you.
0: Another one I'd like to applaud, Jessica. You are so <laughs> detailed. I love it. And I want to give you a shout out because you were very nervous to do this <laughs> and you killed it. You're, you're so good. And yes, 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 yes.
1: I don't know how many times I got the chills <laughs> Dude, while listening to that. that
0: one gave me the chills I for love sure. Insidious.
1: I fucking love that movie just because it's so fucking creepy, you know? Yes. Like, I feel like obviously that kind of shit can happen. Yes, and, and
0: she is dying for answers. She's like, I have no idea. I'm an adult now, and I'm still scared shitless of this.
1: Say and Asha. she doesn't know that is going to answer this? She, do-
0: she doesn't. So, Ooh, so surprise, Sayasha, surprise. What's going on, baby? <laughs>
3: I'm so excited about this one. I could talk about this all day.
0: <laughs> oh, my. All day.
3: All day. We got some time, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really, really common for people's experiences to mirror back to them in media. And the reason for this is that when you're in that creative flow, you're actually channeling. And because we're all connected and we share a consciousness, a lot of what goes into movies, a lot of what goes into these stories, even if it's fantasy, if it's sci-fi, if it's futuristic, is real in some capacity. And a lot of inspiration that goes into horror movies is from what people picture in their mind's eye when they're in that creative process so a lot of times it's it's real what you see on the screen even if it's fantasy is real so what this is for her is her alien friend oh wow she is a star seed oh my god we were When you see the big hand and the elongated fingers, Mm -hmm. it reminded me very much of my very first ET encounter, um, where I also saw the hand. That's the first thing I saw, is I was looking up, and I saw the hand, and then I saw how long the fingers were, and then I freaked out. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Yeah. And that's pretty much what my experience was. Um, I I mean, I had a much longer experience than that, but... It's, it's very common when you're connecting with the ETs to see their elongated form. So this is part of her star family. Literally, they're just greeting her. Mm. It's not malicious. It's nothing to be scared about. And ETs are actually a lot more respectful than ghosts um, in terms of personal space. They don't want you to be scared. So this ET being... May want to be connecting with her on a deeper level, but has to do it in baby steps. Because if she's scared, it it doesn't want to scare her. It doesn't want her to be scared. But she is a starseed. She is connected to ET beings. And this was a Pleiadian being that came to her and that is still there (laughs) for her. Um, That may still appear to her from time to time to see if she's ready.
0: Wow. I I know she's smiling from ear to ear right now I know she is and for people listening do you have a more uh, um a kind of more in-depth definition of a star seed
3: yeah so in terms of our past life or parallel life depending on what your perception is of other lifetimes um, experiences some of us have a lot of lifetimes in on other planets in other galaxies even in other universes and for this lifetime in particular, we do have a lot of incarnated star seeds. So, those who have spent a lot of time off planet in higher dimensions coming here to bring that loving, high frequency to this planet during this time. And when you have these connections, you are naturally more connected to um, the ETs. You're really uh, very different, very, very different. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may even physically look kind of like the race that you are the alien race that you're most connected to at this time or the most recent et experience that you had we talk about Pleiadians, and arcturians and all these different types of aliens but really if you're a starseed you've probably been many many different types of uh, et and for them there's not a whole lot of difference they're so unified um but that's what a starseed is. So she probably grew up very artistic, very sensitive, um, probably feeling very different, probably very different from her family. That's kind of a starseed burden, is you grow up being totally different than the family that you incarnated into. And that's really the, the life of a starseed and the purpose is to do things differently, is to embrace who they, who they really are, That's why we have challenges early in life is because we have to really step into who we are and be willing to be that no matter how much we're bullied, how much we're judged, how much we're misunderstood, because that is the frequency that's needed in this lifetime on this planet. We need more people shining their light, expressing their passions and owning their truth. I am smiling so hard
0: (laughs) because... I and I know Jessica is too, and I'm telling you, Jess, I'm not kidding. I have not spoken a word to Sayasha about you ever. The other just the other day, you guys, her and I were talking, and we literally had this conversation about how she feels so different and how she feels misunderstood and how she's feeling like down about it. Okay? And and I'm telling her like, I get it. I get it a hundred percent because I feel the same way, you know. Yeah. And I and I told her like, but please don't ever forget who you are, and don't ever change for anybody. Like, cause she's a really cool person. She's really cool. Um, man, she's gonna get so much satisfaction out of this. Out of this, it was like a little mini reading for her, I think. And I think it was some clarification and some confirmation. Confirmation. Yes. Oh, man, that was good. I loved that. And, and I would like to say that she has huge hands. <laughs> <laughs> she has long fingers. So, girl, it's one of you, so don't be scared. Girl, you should uh, play the piano. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Mary. She's a singer. She's a, she? great, she's a great singer, yes. What? Yes. Girl, come through. Right? And she is a new listener of the podcast, so we would like to thank you, Jessica, for listening and for supporting us. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes stay true girl you heard it from say so you gotta do everything say says (laughs) (laughs) that was so good oh my gosh this next one comes all the way from arizona and it's kind of a longer one because she has so many encounters we're in for a treat yes her name is jessica another jessica and she is from arizona here we go
5: hi my name is jess and i'm here to share my close to home scary encounters I want to say thank you so much to Scary Encounters with Hazy Chaos for giving me the opportunity to share my scary stories. Um, I'm so sorry, you guys, that it's taking me this long to actually sit down and record. It, my life is crazy. The kids never leave me alone. <sighs> so let me just start by giving a little warning. My stories are 100% real and... I'm a little nervous to share them because scary things tend to happen and follow shortly after I share my experience and my stories with you guys. So um, I really recommend that you guys guard yourself and give yourself positive energy and rebuke any negative, evil entities that may follow after my stories. I'm I really do apologize if that happens. Uh, I don't mean for any negative to hit anybody's ears or go that way. Um, I'm just sharing my experience, my stories, and their true stories. All right, so um, let's start with a little bit of background of me. So, when I was a kid, I always grew up in my childhood home in Norwalk, with my mom always saying that she saw things, she feels things, sees shadows. And I would always wonder, like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to to see something scary. And I was always so intrigued by scary movies. And when uh, I remember one time my mom said that she would see this little figure boy or girl crouched down by the couch and said she said she would look and she wouldn't see anybody in particular but she know she saw a figure for sure another time she had shared with me that she remembers seeing the deadbolt literally like lock shut and she said that was really scary um other times Um, She would hear the cabinet doors opening and closing, but never actually seeing them. Just you could hear the latches. So I've never experienced anything freaky uh, when I was a kid, but I always wanted it. Like, I wonder what it would be like if I experienced it for myself. Um, There was this one time me my mom my sister even my aunt we would be home and whenever a bedroom door was shut it didn't matter what bedroom door uh, we would hear all the furniture as if furniture was being rearranged in that room and we thought it was so weird we would open the door and nothing would be out of place nothing would be odd it was just what we would hear and it wouldn't happen suddenly it would just happen randomly like oh my god who's in that room and what's moving around So, let's fast forward to the good part. So, let's start with 2011, the very first time something creepy happened to me. Um, My husband at the time... Okay, so my husband had a grandma who owned a property duplex in Whittier, uptown Whittier. And we lived on the street called Milton. And it was the historical area. And on that property... I stayed on a duplex with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. It was a studio in the back, a one-bedroom in the middle, and then in the very front was a two-bedroom home. So when I first moved in with him, we rented the studio in Whittier, and it was a random night we were getting ready for bed, we're laying down, and all of a sudden, I hear behind our heads a loud bang. It was like, boom. And I looked at him, and I was like, what the hell was that? And he was like, it's nothing, it's nothing. And then uh, we heard the bang again, and now the banging started to like creep around into the bathroom. And then there was a loud thunk, thunk, thunk inside the bathroom, and I'm just like, paralyzed in fear because what the hell is that? And I look at him and I'm freaking out and he's freaking out. And we're just kind of like under the covers. Like, is this really happening? I'm shaking. And I remember just praying like, dear Lord Jesus, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. And then finally it stopped. And I was like, I had this sense of relief and then it never happened again. And that was that. And it was so strange. And so... My next encounter happened when we moved into the middle house. So whenever a tenant would move out, we'd always get first dibs and and, um, have the opportunity to move in to whatever house was available. So the middle house was available to us. We moved in there and oh my God, so many little spooky things would happen um, one time it was the middle of the day and the speaker turned on by itself and it was blasting you better wreck yourself before you check yourself because you're bad for because I'm bad for your health anyhow that happened as I was reading the Bible out loud and I was doing that because I was bored and I had nothing else to do and we had came across a super old Bible so I opened it up in my living room I started reading it and it was just... Very creepy. I sorry, I'm getting distracted. I hear something in the background. Anyhow, that was one occasion. Another incident that had happened to me was uh, my husband would go to work around three in the morning so he would leave he'd start work at three so he would leave typically around two forty-five. and when he would leave um he would kiss me and then just take off i wouldn't get up or anything he wouldn't disturb my sleep but when he would leave i always felt this uneasy presence in the room um as i'm sleeping in the bedroom I heard my front door clear as day open and then I heard footsteps but the footsteps stopped in the living room and then I didn't hear it any longer so I yelled out for him like hey babe, is that you? And I didn't hear anything. So I was really scared. So I get out of bed and sure enough, I go in the living room and my front door is wide open and it's three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, there is no way that just happened. I quickly slam it shut. I lock it. I go back into the room. I get my phone. I call Josh and I'm like, what? Like, did you come back in the house and forgot something? Did you leave the door open? I think somebody's trying to break in. And he reassured me that it wasn't him and that I'm just crazy and that it was not a big deal. But I was like, no, this is a big deal. This is really scary. Whatever, kind of brushed it off. Another night, um, I remember hearing my furniture creak and my mind is wild. I pictured as if there was like this little goblin crawling on my furniture and just crouching down and sitting on it and i would feel as if someone was in the room watching me and this would happen every time my husband would leave for work always at 3am it was so spooky another incident that had happened to me in that same house was i would get sleep paralysis But before the sleep paralysis would hit, something ugly would happen. I would feel something crawl on the bed, hover over me, and then I'm completely paralyzed. I cannot move. I cannot see a thing, except um, I could look at the fan above me just spinning. And I'm thinking, wake up, Jess, snap out of this. What is wrong with you? It was the most scariest thing I could, I, I, I don't even think I can explain it properly. That happened in the middle house. I'm um, sure there's much more. I, I can't seem to remember all of them. I wish I wrote them down. But let me bring you to when we moved into the front house. When we moved into the front house, oh man, I would hear footsteps pasting back and forth. Um, nothing would stay up on my walls. And then because I encountered so many scary um, Stories I loved sharing my scary stories They were so fascinating to other people I had my Girlfriend over and it must have been around 11 o'clock in the afternoon Or the morning And we were drinking coffee I remember specifically sitting at the kitchen table And I was telling her a scary story When suddenly my coffee creamer Was just thrown across The counter And we were like What the fuck was that and when things like that happen to you uh like literally right in front of you your your first instinct isn't like scary spooky especially when there's light out it's more like it's a prank like gotcha you know you're waiting for somebody to say like it was all just a big scam and it never happens but you're kind of just like trying to figure out how exactly it happened, was it scary, was it not scary, and then you kinda just wanna ignore it. So I would encounter a lot of little things like that where you can't really explain it, but it was also not too freaky in the moment, but looking back at it, it was so bizarre. Um, Another uh, incident that had happened was I was with my daughter, we're in the living room, she's having me tie her shoes, and we hear in our back porch, like a man wearing boots, Pasting back and forth, like it was so obvious that there was somebody in our back porch because my sliding glass door was vibrating, and I was like, "Okay, there's somebody there." Like, what the heck? So I remember looking out the blinds, and sure enough, there's nobody there. And then I would close the blinds and walk away, and then I hear the footsteps pasting back and forth again, and then I'd run back to the blinds, open them, and I don't see anything. So I, I had told my daughter, she was like two at the time let's go this is creepy no thank you i'm out of here little things like that would happen and then the most scariest thing that ever happened to me in that front house in whittier on milton by far till this day is and i'm laughing because i still can't believe how how scary this was um I was in the shower. I had just put my son inside the bouncer in my living room. My daughter happened to be at a birthday party with my mom. And so I was just alone. My husband was away on military orders. It's just me and my baby. I'm in the shower. I come out of the shower and I'm looking at my son. Just, you know, it's a whole vibe. It was like, chill, I'm I'm alone. And I, I wasn't even thinking anything scary. It was the middle of the day when above my bed, I had this wooden arrow, like decor, it was flung, it flew off of my wall and hit my bed. And I remember thinking clear as day, there is no way that that just happened in front of my eyes. Like, absolutely not. No, no way, no way, no way. I was so not afraid in that moment that that was not real and that I absolutely needed to catch this on recording. So there I go. I grab my phone. I go on Snapchat. I get the little wooden arrow. I hang it back up. I'm doing my ho- oh, my own little like, oh, Snapchat, you won't believe what I just caught. This is and I'm going to catch a ghost like I'm not scared. I'm not scared. You know, the whole hype. I put the arrow back up. I'm trying to explain what had happened and it just was a flop because I was recording literally nothing but my wall. So I go inside my kitchen. Um, I get the baby out of the bouncer, and I decide to call my mom. Like, hey mom, you won't believe what just happened to me. And my mom said, get out of that house right now. Like, that's enough for you to leave. Like, you should go. And I was like, no mom, I'm not scared. Like, that's not a big deal. Like, I have no fear in me. I have God on my side. And she was like, okay, well all you gotta do is pray about it. And I said, okay, I will hung up the phone with my mom and here i am feeling braver than you can imagine i'm standing in the middle of my living room with my baby on my hip and i said i rebuke any evil that is inside this house and before i could even finish like praising the lord's name oh my god please don't do that you scared the
2: crap out of me
5: Okay, so here I am, brave, with my son, with my baby on my hip, and I'm, like, about to rebuke any evil in my house before I could even finish saying, like, in God's name, you're not welcome. Like, be gone, demon. Be gone, Lucifer. Whatever words were coming out of my mouth at that time, my my kitchen table chair falls down, and then my vacuum falls, and I was, like, oh no, this is too much for me. Like, okay, you win, I'm out, peace out. I freaked out. I think I grabbed one diaper, one wipe and I went outside barefooted and I was like, I'm out of here. And when that happened, oh, I'm getting the chills. When that happened, I, I'm like, well, what do I do? I left my phone, I like, who am I? <laughs> Somebody called 911. I was so scared. Like, you guys cannot imagine the fear that I had but I also felt very brave that I was able to get out of there so I go to my neighbor I telling them the story I'm like super pumped up because I can't believe this just happened it was so real like the vibes in that house were so dark and evil I was like please come back inside the house with me like I need someone and I need to get my keys I need to I need to call somebody like I need to get my stuff but I don't want to go back in that house alone so my neighbors were like, okay, like, no worries, Jess. Like, we'll go in with you. They come in and they don't even make it past the front door when they're like, oh, um, we're going to stay right here. Like, the, it was just such an evil presence. They didn't even want to step foot in the house. So they said. And I was like, that's fine. Just like, watch me, but don't let the door close. Like, I'm really scared. They were like, don't worry, I'll guard the door. But they could see, like, the chair was literally on the ground and my vacuum was flipped over. Like, it was... It was really scary. Anyways, I'm thinking, wh- what do I do? Who do I call? My mom's over there. Josh is away. And I was like, oh my God, my sister lives right down the street. I'm totally going to call her. So I call my sister and that was the probably the worst person to call because she's a skeptic. She doesn't believe me. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. No one believes my stories. And my sister's just like rock on, like all about the crazy, scary stuff. So when I told her, she came to my house in a heartbeat. She has my back. She's awesome. She said, I got some sage, brand new sage. Let's burn it up and let's sage the shit out of your house. And I got you. And I was like, okay, thanks. So my sister comes in and I was like, look, let me show you like what happened. This is what happened. And then before I could even like go step-by-step of replaying, exactly what took place. Me and my sister are in front of my bed. I'm pointing at the wooden arrow that's, I'm getting, oh, I'm getting shooken up. The wooden arrow above my bed when suddenly it sounds like an earthquake took place in my house. Like it's rumbling and we hear a loud like this roar that we felt in our core. Like it was so, so scary. Me, what, me and my sister looked at each other and were like screaming because we could not believe what we just heard. And she was like, F this, let's go. And so we run out of the house. I run out of the house. My neighbors are outside and we were like, did you hear that? And they were like, hear what? And my sister was trying to explain to them what we heard. And they were like, "No, we just heard um, like you guys vacuuming," and I was like, "Vacuuming? Like that is the most randomest thing my neighbor could say that she she said she thought she heard." Anyhow, that happened so scary. After that, I felt like um, I was just looking over my shoulder. I was so jumpy all the time. I didn't feel safe in that house anymore. And then I kept thinking like. What if whatever evil is inside this house wants my children? I Does it want me? I was just terrified. I was like, nope, 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 nope. So long story short, we end up moving, which brings me to I moved back into my childhood home. And there is where I felt and uh, experienced a lot of scary stuff. Um, I heard footst- bare feet walking on... The tile floor. I would also hear kitchen cabinets opening and closing. I would hear dishes settling in the sink. And you always felt that there was something in that house or something was always behind you. And you would look over your shoulder and you wouldn't see anything. But in that home, I always felt the most comfortableest because uh, it's my childhood home. I grew up there. So it, it was like home. It felt okay. And so I was never too scared. But every experience that I would have, um, my husband always said, no, you're crazy. No, no, it's in your head. He's such a skeptic until he said he actually, I've never actually seen a figure before, but he said he did. He was inside our master bedroom when he saw a black figure was about the size of a like nine-year-old girl, crouch and crawl from one end to the other very fast. And he said it spooked him so bad, he didn't even want to tell me. He said he saw it, wanted to forget about it, and never bring it up because he was just like, there's no way I actually saw that figure. And I was like, oh my God, that is really scary. And then he started to experience sleep paralysis. Um, And then little things like that would happen, and then my sister actually came up with the, not the idea. She she had told me, she goes, hey, I think there's a mimic in the house. And I was like, you think so? Because I was just sharing with her that there was one night I was really tired because... Um, my my babies would keep me up all the time, um, constantly waking up. So I finally went to sleep with one of them and I heard what I thought was my daughter coming in the room and I'm thinking, just pretend you're asleep so she doesn't wake you up. And then I hear it crouch down, go to my ear and I hear, mom, mom. And I keep thinking, just pretend you're asleep. She's going to go away. I really don't want her to wake me up. And at the third mom really close to my ear it went mom mom and when it growled in my ear I felt its breath every single little hair on the side of my face move it was so creepy I opened my eyes to see what the fuck was in my ear and I'm all of a sudden paralyzed and I'm just stuck right there. And I'm in this like terrible realm of, I don't know, God knows what. And I remember thinking like it was the longest 60 seconds of my life when I was finally able to like let go of that. I was crying, sobbing. I I could not believe it. But not only that had happened to me, um, I would hear like little whispers of kids like, just in the house it was it was so strange um i would also um let me see let me see what else would i hear oh there was this one time where i was home alone and i could hear my daughter calling my name from the other side of the house like she was in the bathroom asking for toilet paper so simple she was like mom mom and i'm go and i'm like what is it and nobody's in the house i'm like what the what the hell? And then I look at the time and I'm like, dude, she's in school. Like that is so weird. I know I heard her clear as day. Another incident that had happened with this whole mimic. Um my sister was over, my nieces were there, and I had went in the back room with my niece because she was always telling me that she's kind of spooked. It just gave her like creepy vibes. So I'm in the back room with her, and when we come back into the living room, my sister said, uh, why did you guys scream? And I said, scream? What do you mean? And then my daughter said, yeah, I heard it too. Me and Auntie Nett heard, like, it sounded like a woman's scream, like like you startled Jade and you hear, like, like just a woman's scream. And I was like, no, you guys are crazy. Like, nobody screamed. And my sister's like, I swear on everything. We heard it so loud. It was in the back room. We heard a scream. I can't explain it. I don't I till this day we don't know what it was. It was just I I don't know what to make of it. Um I feel like there's so much more little things that have happened that I I that are juicy that I just can't seem to remember right now. Hmm. I hope you guys are disappointed in my scary stories. Um but that's all folks. That's all I got. Um Let me see. Okay, I guess that's it. I can't think of anything else. And if I do, I will send it in. Alrighty, bye.
0: Holy shit. That was a lot of fun. First of all, <laughs> Jess is so funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One diaper and one wipe. It was a one diaper, one wipe kind of situation. I love that. That is it. I get it. I get it.
0: Baby, baby, can you just take the whole ass thing next time? Because
1: I picture her just taking one wipe. Just one. You're so crazy. How about when her kid, like, startled her? When the kid. Perfect timing, kid. (laughs)
0: that was great sorry
1: love but we're not gonna edit that out that
0: is hilarious we left that in we were laughing so hard obviously our mics (laughs) are muted but we were laughing so hard dude um but yeah shout out to your sister Jeanette she is a down ass bitch and she is always down for you her family
1: and for us and we appreciate her you know what's crazy is that uh I remember when Jeanette first told us about that story it was a it was years ago. Yeah, it was. We were having like a backyard boogie. Oh, we yes, had, yeah, we had yes. like fire pit, the whole thing, and then she started telling us about her ghost stories. Yes, I think Jeanette was our first like scary encounter. She was our first. She before, popped our cherry, huh? Yeah, before we we're actually recording. Like, I think yeah. that's what kind of you're right. Set it off, but yeah, I remember her telling that story. Yes, and just explaining how you guys heard the rumble in there. Yeah, and now hearing it from your sister.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah. Um, confirmation once yeah. again and it's crazy because Jeanette is like a hard-ass bitch and nothing scares <laughs> her ass nothing scares her she's like yeah, she's you don't just, want it. yeah and for her to be like fuck this let's go like damn that must have been crazy um there were so many so many so many encounters that just happened right now and I guess all we got to do is say what's going on baby what's going on Sayasha? <laughs> <laughs> what is
3: happening? So much is happening. So first of all, she's a natural medium. And that's why these encounters sort of follow her around. Mediums get their gifts from their mother and their mother's side. So their mother, their grandmother, it goes back that way, which is why her mother also has a lot of experiences like this. When you are a natural medium, not only are you attracting the good things and experiencing the good things, but you're experiencing the dark as well. And from what I could read about um, the, the being that was there, it was a demon in the, um, when she moved from the studio to the one bedroom to the two bedroom, it followed, it followed them. And um, when I was listening to this story, I saw it. Um, oftentimes I can see when I'm, when I'm hearing stories, when I'm experiencing things and that's, that's kind of what happens when we talk about these paranormal experiences or share them with someone as if there's a being attached to it. That's, she had this beautiful disclaimer in the beginning of make sure that you're shielding yourself before you listen and make sure that you have good energetic boundaries. Because when I talk about this, you know, weird things happen and that's, that's very common. So, this being did actually look like a little goblin. So, she saw it correctly. That's exactly what it looked like. And a lot of times, these dark beings can shape shift a little bit, but generally they'll stay a size, they'll be around a certain type of size. And so, her husband saw it and she saw it. And um, these beings kind of, demons have different, I don't know, goals, purposes. For some of them, they're very parasitic. Uh, for some of them, they're very parasitic in terms of our energy fields, and they're attracted to people with a lot of light and a lot of energy so that they can either get that energy from them by kind of sucking it from them or through fear, through scaring them. Um, some demons actually get energy from fear, and so they like inciting fear. Um, and that's what this little demon was, is the more it could be make scary noises and do scary things, the more energy it would get, the more satisfaction it would get. And when I was listening to this story, this demon came through. And so I put him in the corner and I said, stay there while I finish listening. So he <laughs> sat there in the corner. <laughs> and um, yeah, apparently this being followed her from place to place. It was responsible for the the thumping. That's really common when you have kind of like a demon or a dark entity in the house is the thumping or scratching. A lot of people say that there's like creepy scratching, but those big loud sounds are demonic. And sleep paralysis um, is also from a dark entity holding you kind of oftentimes. not. I wouldn't say 100% of the time, but most of the time sleep paralysis is some kind of being holding you in that in-between space, between sleep and awake, where you're still in the astral realm. And um, yeah, that's what she was experiencing that's the things flying off the wall, the vacuum, the chair, all of that, was that demon trying to be scary. And the truth of the matter is that demons, especially of that kind, don't have a lot of power. So they have to do that. That's the only way they can get a rise. That's the only way they can get the energy they need is to be scary as possible. And um, there are some different experiences that she had in her childhood home when they heard the furniture moving and they heard the kids there's a whole family in her childhood home, like Mm -hmm. a family of spirits that lives there. And that's also very common um, in homes that are a little older is sometimes it won't just be one or two spirits there. A whole family will hang out. And that's what she was experiencing there, and she was experiencing it so vividly because she is gifted. (coughs) And, of course, other people can sense it as well. Um, Oftentimes when that happens, they... Perk up around a certain time of day, Um, three to four a.m. is very common for spiritual activity. It's kind of the the witching hour, right? Um, But that's kind of how you tell if it's a ghost or a demon: is does it feel scary, or does it feel like kids calling for their mom, like, "Hey, mom, what's going on?" You know, Um, and you can really feel in those situations, but. Uh, which which is which, if it's scary, if it's not scary. But if you've had a lot of scary experiences, and this is why demons tend to target the gifted, is they want you to be scared by every paranormal experience that you have so that you shut your gifts off. Because if you're scared of everything paranormal, if you experience something so frightening that you just don't ever want to experience anything like that again, you can actually shut your third eye and you can opt out of your spiritual gifts. And this is also a, another thing this being was trying to do is trying to get her to completely shut down. Because what happens, and, and this happened to me, is when you are gifted and you begin to open to these experiences and you learn how to discern and you learn how to protect yourself is you become very, very threatening to demons. You, they do not want you to become what you will become if you stop falling into your gifts. And so they will try to scare you and terrorize you and fill you with depression and all kinds of things to keep you from stepping into your gifts. And that's what this demon was doing. Um, It did follow them back to her family home. That's why her husband was having sleep paralysis. And that's what he saw moving from one corner to the other. When I finished listening to this story, um, I spoke to the demon and I... uh, Essentially crossed the demon over or transmuted the demon. <coughs> so she should be experiencing some relief. Um, I would recommend anytime you clear something out, sometimes there is energy that can linger and it's not the being itself. It's kind of more of a poltergeist type of energy. So I would recommend saging the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then in terms of the family that lives there and her family home, It's really up to the homeowners to decide if that family can stay or not. She can decide if it's too much, or she can even tell them at certain times of the day to quiet down. If they're being too loud, she can say, hey, you can stay here. That's fine. But stop making noise at 3 a.m. because I need to sleep. (laughs) And that's a perfectly acceptable boundary. If she's not comfortable with that family there, she can also tell them to leave. So it's really a lot of authority that she has and the reason that the reason that her sorry <coughs> when the demon came in the reason that her prayer didn't work um, when she was praying and rebuking it is because demons feed off of fear so even if you're standing there telling the demon that it can't be there and you're rebuking it but you have you're really actually very scared of it It's not very effective. And it's really important to remember, to remember who you are. And so much of our fear in general in life comes from forgetting who we are, comes from forgetting our power. And the truth of demons of all kinds of all dark entities is that we always hold sovereignty. They don't have power in this realm. It's ours. This is ours. If it's your home, it's your home. And standing in your power is a really important practice, especially if you have these gifts, um, learning how to set really strong energetic boundaries for what's allowed to speak to you and what's not. Because if you are a gifted medium, there are going to be spirits trying to get your attention all the time because they need a lot of help. Um, One last thing that I'll add is the footsteps, the boots that she heard walking outside um, was not something scary it was actually a grandfather figure um that the boots sound when she described someone walking out in the back and she kept looking out and there's no one there I was getting a grandfather figure and I was getting like a protective walk like when you're keeping guard of something um that you're walking back and forth guarding the space that was actually something very protective for her so there was a lot to discern in this story because so much is going on but She has a whole family living with her. She has her grandfather or a grandfather figure protecting her. And then she had this little being who will not be bothering her anymore. My goodness.
0: May I ask, the part that really, really got me was the mom part. Where she felt, you know, oh, I thought you were sneezing. Where she got, where she felt a... um, a small body oh yeah and it and it was saying mom 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 (laughs) that shit like i felt it in my bones like it tripped me out now was that also the demon yeah okay they're
3: they're very tricky like that um especially if they're fear uh driven fear driven demons they will get really creative in how to scare you 'Cause that was that was really creepy. Dude. I would have
1: one wiped, one diapered that situation. <laughs> <laughs> that Wait, was really so creepy. They tend to mimic things as well, right? Yes,
3: they mimic things. They uh, Oh yeah. They I remember kids. Karen
1: um mm-hmm. uh talking about that, how she lived in the in a house too, and she heard somebody Oh yes. Like the roommates calling each other almost mimicking. So that's yeah. Uh, yeah. that's where my mind went when so, I when I heard that part.
0: So what Jeanette said she literally said it was a mimic. It, it, that's accurate. Jeanette yeah. or Jessica? Oh, Jeanette said that. Jeanette told Jessica, I think there's a mimic in the house.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. You go, Jeanette. Jeanette. You, go, girl. Shit. She knows you what's know your going? shit, bitch. Okay. <laughs> now, Jeanette. She doesn't know how to wrestle, though.
0: <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Sounds like a challenge. Round um, two, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jeanette lives in that home now. She lives there with her daughter. Okay. Just them two. Good. Jessica lives in Arizona now. Yeah. So Jeanette also has the, the um, power, the authority to do what you said with yes. your advice, right?
3: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. When it's your home, it's your domain. Mm-hmm. In the same way that your energetic field is your domain and you decide who's allowed to touch your energy or not, your home is very much the same way. And you can set boundaries around who is allowed in and who is not allowed. Wow.
0: Wow. This episode is so good. I feel like Erica and the two Jessicas, I I really, really hope you guys feel some type of comfort and closure after listening to this.
1: Oh, man, because I do. (laughs) Welcome to our world. Yeah. Because (laughs) we always get spoiled like this. I didn't.
0: You know, I always knew we were very, like I said in the beginning, very blessed to have her. But damn, like we mentioned, these three people have been wondering for years what's going on. Mm -hmm. And we're literally a call away. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) God. Well, I'm happy that we got to help, though. I'm sure each of them have some type of, like I said, comfort and closure.
1: And also Sayasha can be a call away for you as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. um, You can find her on Patreon.
3: On Instagram. Yes. What's your your Instagram handle? My Instagram is sayasha.giana. My Patreon is patreon.com backslash sayasha. And I actually offer a service now where if you have a paranormal experience that you would like for me to interpret for you, give you some guidance and some insight, you can uh, sign up for that service. Paranormal Answers. Um, I also offer coaching if you have these kind of abilities and you've always wanted to explore them and learn more about them. I have a coaching service where you work with me one-on-one for six weeks and I teach you all kinds of techniques and rituals and practices based on your particular gifts if you just want a little taste of what I do, you can sign up for Patreon. Um, I do, I share a lot of readings there, a lot of insights and do workshops where if you attend live, you get to ask a one, for a one question reading. Yes. And you get to
0: watch her for like a solid hour and she's beautiful. And (laughs) thank you. We're part of the Part of the little Patreon very easy crew. on the eyes. Very easy on the <laughs> eyes. We don't put our camera on, best <laughs> believe. But <laughs> you don't want that. No, but um, we it's we highly recommend joining the Patreon family. It's it's so insightful. So
1: man, I look forward to those emails with like oh, the reading for the week. Yes, I think um, you mentioned that you were you were a little under the weather, mm-hmm. like recently, and I remember spending that whole week like. Where is my reading? I was lost. <laughs> I, I was like I had I, no idea what to do. I didn't like, know who
0: I was. I didn't know. My like shoes I mean, were backwards. Dude, like, I ready like, you know. <laughs> I don't know what to eat. Dude. And a fun I little cried. a fun little thing she she um also gives now in the in the emails are wallpapers, you guys. Like oh, yeah. it seems so like okay, cool wallpapers. But she you designed these wallpapers, yes.
3: Yeah. So I had the idea to create an affirmation for the week based on the reading that came through. And these readings are specific to Patreon. So I'm tapping into the energy of my patrons and giving a reading directly to them. It's not really a collective reading. It's if you sign up, I'm tapping into your energy. And I got the idea to create a phone wallpaper so that throughout the week you could be reminded. It's like a vision board. Yeah. Like but like yeah. And I'll everywhere tell
0: you, you go. I'll tell you what. I get, I am probably Why don't like, you tell us what? I'll tell you what.
1: Why don't you tell us I what? I am
0: probably her number one fan when it comes to these damn wallpapers. I love these I'm wallpapers. So they I make have
1: me, no reception at work. So but, I send them to you? So she sends them to my work cell phone and I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, it's like, it's a simple thing, but it's so empowering. Like, that right? manifestation game is on yes. point, you know. Yes. Oh my God, yes, yes. You have seriously changed and I'm not trying to be mushy because we're always mushy about you but you have literally changed our
1: lives like 100 <laughs> percent. i literally told the homie today <laughs> i was we, like bro you need to go see sayasha she changed my life <laughs> and it sounds
0: so it sounds so dramatic but there's literally no way no other way to put it like we we've known you for years 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 yeah. but we re- reconnected no with sure. you in 2020 yeah. 2020 yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm reconnected and because of this podcast because of this podcast (laughs) thank god for this podcast right Right? (laughs) my gosh and yeah this podcast has really opened our eyes to a lot of new things we've met a lot of new people we've created new friendships new bonds with people that we've heard a lot of good stories yes a lot of good stories we've helped people we've created a safe space so we heard and we'd like to announce that we are going to take a um fairly long break from the podcast so season six won't be coming for quite a while because we have other things um on our plates we have some music we have a new band Mm -hmm. and we are creating some new music and
1: events and
0: and event production and of course vending
1: other projects
0: all that good stuff and and hopefully no no i'm not saying hopefully i do have a new career path in store for me Mm -hmm. that i have not said out loud and i'm not going to still but I, but I do you tease <laughs> but um I, I really want to focus my energy on that as well aside from all the hazy chaos but stuff. don't
1: worry everyone it's just a break we'll it's, be back
0: it's just a break it's not you it's me you know
2: <laughs> ouch
0: we'd like to give a shout out to everybody on season five it's been so so much fun it's been so much fun this is so much fun it this, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is episode 50 what the fuck i did not know jays i did Wait, not know we'd be 50 episodes in the, in what Uh, 3 2 years yeah that's crazy wow and people are still listening you guys are god you bless, bless you are weird <laughs> for putting up <laughs> my voice let's see so people we've had on season five of course episode one we had nicolette dude always so much fun listening to her tell her stories she did haunted mansions oh man that one was a fun one
1: that was a lot of fun and i, I oh actually jackie, jackie O, our mm-hmm. friend we asked a question during one of the episodes and we we're like what would you guys want to want us to research next yeah what oh, oh and she mentioned haunted bars in la which oh, i think is yes. a great idea we should do that next I mean we should go to the bar. You know, and like
0: we'll definitely give that that one to Nicolette, see if she wants to do it. She does such thorough research on these episodes and mm-hmm. it's like we just sit back and listen to story time. It's awesome. But shout out to Nicolette. Shout out to JJ from the Devochkas. Oh my God, that one was that one was fun for me. That was man. a lot of fun. She's a crime scene cleanup person and she, that episode was so, don't see things. so special to me because obviously one of my favorite bands of all time to watch is what the fuck mm-hmm. shout out to jj love you boo adam and meg bones oh man they moved away to florida <laughs> but i'm glad we caught them before they left that one was fun That was a lot of fun that one was really really good um what else, else did we, we have oh bronson bronson shop of horror she was cute. She was fun. She was so much fun.
1: Girl, and you remembered more details about our episodes than we did.
0: She, she was bringing up, yeah, like little fun facts. I remember on
1: this episode, <laughs> you guys talked about that. I was like, oh. We did? We did? Oh, <laughs> cool. cool. Thank you. And
0: she's one of the the season sponsors, so.
1: Yes. And yes, she's a future yes. manager, too. <laughs> she knows her shit.
0: We got rundown creeps. That was a good time.
1: Oh, I love those boys. That those, was a lot of fun. Those guys are awesome.
0: Obviously, Gabby Mercado. Gabby. Woo gotta give it a gabby little hot yes. ass mm. yes that one was so much fun very insightful julie potts that, that one was awesome too that was a lot
1: of fun i remember that one we had actual activity here in the house it was crazy our mics turned off our we whole fucking our, lost half of an episode dude,
0: that we, had we were halfway through the episode and everything just shut off mm-hmm. oh my gosh and we lost it it was crazy We had to start over. But it ended up being a really good episode. I mean, it was a fun experience. (laughs)
1: Julie, love you. Next up, we got
0: Monica Zavala. That one was fun. That was
1: hilarious.
0: (laughs) That was hilarious. It's always so much fun with her. So genuine.
1: Monica, love you, bitch. Yes.
0: And Art Sideshow. The Horror Museum in Montclair, California. That was really fun.
1: That was fun. We had to fucking pick up all of our shit and (laughs) take it over there and just set up again in, in the middle of a tour. Yeah. Yeah. So there was people... (laughs) <laughs> walking <through. laughs> walking around checking out the different displays that they have there which are very amazing please if you have any time to go check that out make sure you stop by for a bit but uh yeah we were doing the interview in the middle of a tour <laughs> yes and um yeah they were just hilarious <laughs> and they had really good stories
0: they were awesome yeah mm-hmm. shout out and they were also a season five sponsor
1: <laughs> yes
0: one more time for the people in the back <laughs> <laughs> Was that funny? <laughs> uh, let's see. This is going to air. When is this going to air? Thursday.
1: This Thursday. All right.
0: Also, if you are free, if you guys are free on March 11th, which is this Saturday, please check out Art Sideshow's pop up event. It's going to be taking place on location at their museum outside in the parking lot. A lot of vendors and artists we are going to show up. Mari is um, doing, a shooting. The event, so doing some videography, Mari, so that's Mari, yes, awesome.
1: uh, a Scary Encounter uh, fans. Veterana. Veterana, and like... Uh, oh, um, listener's favorite. Thank you, yes. Yes, she is. And we'll be there, so, you know, if you want to come take a picture with us and stuff, you know. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> 50 bucks per person. You're crazy. Also, our <laughs> Scary Encounters
0: live event will be happening April 22nd at the Offbeat in L.A., and on, and Sayasha will be joining us. I oh, yes. will be there. Yes, you will be doing live readings. I'm assuming. What are you What are you going to offer that night?
3: It'll be a surprise. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh.
0: honey, I got some time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just
3: kidding>. okay.
0: <laughs> um, aside from our sponsors as well, they're going to be set up. Art Side Show is going to have some cool props set up from the museum. Um, and I think I'm going to drop the lineup right now. We Please are going do. to have Swine, who was on season one, dude. During the pandemic, we interviewed Zach and Duke of Swine. Really dope local band. They're going to be um, performing. Also, Rundown Creeps, mm-hmm. our good friends. Love
1: them. Oh, don't forget to, to listen to Pigs Radio. Because uh, Zach, oh, Zach from, from mm-hmm. Swine, he's, he's in the podcast. And yes. Shout out to Mario 81. He's the shit. Yes. Love that guy.
0: He's awesome. Very supportive. Mm-hmm. And you guys, we got John... Fucking mazari
1: motherfucking mazari
0: <laughs> the music composer of killer clowns from outer space he's gonna be there doing a meet and greet and he's also going to do a live performance that's crazy i'm tripping
1: i know right he's like an uncle <laughs> he's fucking dope i love yeah, him yeah he's a good guy and his wife yes amy amy great people yes so
0: april 22nd off, at the offbeat mm-hmm. scary encounters live yep and um want to thank you guys for listening for (laughs) fuck five seasons 50 episodes it's crazy again we're gonna be taking a long break but we'll be back eventually and hopefully you know from being in the band we'll meet new new musicians new bands and we'll interview new people and hear some new shit and have some new content for you
1: yes uh please share our podcast with all your loved ones (laughs) and Uh, your hated ones your mama your Oh, no, Your daddy, no, 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 no,
0: no, <laughs> but thank you guys for five seasons of this bullshit, and I'm not gonna say we'll see you next week because we won't, so, um, take care and we'll see you when we see you. We'll see you at this show, yeah, we'll see you april twenty yeah. second and see so thank you, love for being
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Ah, I love her voice. Let's just end it there. Edit that out,
0: <laughs> okay, bye.
1: we want to thank you for tuning into our recent episode of Scary Scary Encounters Encounters with with Hazy Chaos. Chaos. We hope you enjoyed it.
0: If you would like to submit your scary encounter, please email us at hazy.chaos at yahoo.com for a chance to be featured on an episode.
1: If you enjoy this podcast,
2: please don't forget to rate, leave a review, and subscribe.